I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Sans Pants Radio, Australia's most biased podcast network. Welcome to How Goods Footy, a weekly AFL podcast where we ask the most important sporting question of all. I'm Carney. I'm Tom. And I'm Dusha. Boys, I don't know, how goes footy? Here we go, here we go, here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. John, so most of the time in the last couple of weeks, we've struggled to answer this because football is so far away. But this week, we literally have no fucking idea. I I mean, I have no fucking idea every week, but like this week, it's more so. So we're going to have to tease something else up. So some of you may not be aware, but we have a couple of other secret podcasts. Secret podcasts? Yeah. So if you head <laughs> to- Saucy. Ooh. So through Sans Pants These Radio. These podcasts are so secret they have a means with Tom Harley in Sydney. Oh. <laughs> Relevant. Hey, which Joe Danaher did during the year for yeah. anyone who hey, didn't catch that didn't one. Didn't listen last week. He's joined already. Yeah. Yeah. He's Buddy Franklin. He's Buddy Franklin. Uh, Prove me wrong. Speaking of last week, Sean. Just Prove before, that he isn't. Can't until he pulls the mask off. Before we say what is about to happen, Sean... Do you have any lasagna or spaghetti tips? You heard last week's episode. Look, I. Hey, episode, how are you feeling, all, man? Good. Have you back. <laughs> I'm alive. Good. Jesus, it was rough, wasn't it? <laughs> I mean, we were okay. I've never gone from feeling a hundred percent to feeling like I should be buried underground <laughs> so quickly. It you had quick. the complexion of a man who had been buried underground. I went for a glass of water, and um, and nearly didn't come back. <laughs> oh, the the. When you came back, the 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 damage on your it was ooh. yeah. Uh, felt so it. Sean Carney left the room for a glass of water, and uh, a ghost came back. <laughs> so yeah, any lasagna tips? Now, look, as you guys know, I my girlfriend's Italian. Yes, yep. comes from a big Italian family. Yes, yep. Tom often jokes that there's always a lasagna in the fridge, and look, you're not wrong, Tom. <laughs> I don't mind a lasagna. That's a good place to be. It is. I was disgusted, Tom, with your fucking cooking story. <laughs> hey, that was despicable. Hey, mate. I had. A- That's just common sense. Excuse cooking. me. Did I have all the ingredients? I thought you were going to say you cooked it because occasionally when someone makes a lasagna for the first yeah. time, one of the um, sheets, one of the sheets is not quite right. Yeah, and so you get a little bit of a crunch, and you go, oh, "I'll do better next time." 
you've you did so badly, you've never attempted it again. Uh, it's true. I've never tried Can to cook lasagna again. Yeah. Shortly, like at some point, we'll be going on a, a break for summer. Can you attempt a lasagna? And when we come back next year, let us know how it went. What well, I need to let you know when I can invite you to my house for a lasagna. Well, then Sean. we'll talk about it on the show how it went. In fact, yeah, that's a good how idea. How good's lasagna too? We yeah. would like to be invited around right. for a lasagna. Done. You'll but be invited don't, no over. practice runs again. No, this is just, no, just second attempt. Bang. Just second attempt. <laughs> Do you need any? No, I was going to offer help. I'm not going to give you. No. any. I'll give you a secret tip. Okay. What about hang on? Hang on. I got roasted. What about old mate spaghetti sauce? <laughs> I thought his might have been worse purely because if I looked at it and it didn't have like the red sauce in it, I would have just been like, what? But did the tomatoes give it a bit of red? Yeah. So I used a can of tomato, like a chopped can of tomatoes, then plus obviously the water. That kind of gets diluted with the water and the oil though, I feel. So well, it wouldn't have looked very red at all. Uh, it wasn't. No, it was like kind of red yeah. because like- It would have been bland as fuck. It literally tasted like just meat. Um, I'd, I'd want to put. I'll put this to both of you and to to the world. Really, my girlfriend and her family they will make a pasta sauce over the course of between one and three hours. Oh, it's a full process. So yeah, I'm a, I'll I'm spend a, two dollars on a dolmio and just mix it in. And, and I think, I honestly think, or do Ed, Sean, before you finish that sentence, do anyone associated with her family listen to this show? Uh, we have a couple of mutual friends who do listen, so I would ask. Danny <laughs> oh, and Tracy <laughs> and anyone else who I don't know about who has a sneaky listen. <laughs> Just don't wrap me out. Don't wrap me out. <laughs> this is, this think, is going from the heart. I think my version is better. <laughs> oh, <laughs> $2. Sean, dolmio. a $2 Dolmio jar of pasta is not better look, than like old school Italian Fucking hell, Sean. That might just be that my palate is used to the cheaper thing. Fucking hell, mate. I'd actually put this to – I'd be willing to put this to a test. We're going to, at some point this summer, come around to your place Yep. for a lasagna. I'll get you guys around. I'll cook mine. (laughs) She can cook hers. And we'll see. Hey, Dusha. I I already know who I'm going to like more. It's not going to be yours. (sighs) I reckon you'll be surprised. Blind I'm taste test. So yeah. excited! I'll, I'll let yours and be like, "Oh no, this is really." Oh, maybe, maybe the Domio. And then the the minute, the minute the other sauce hits my tongue, I'll be like, "Oh no, it's this one. This one's the real one." Tom, I- how stressful will it be if we're blindfolded and your girlfriend is there and you're also there, and the stress to pick her sauce will be? I'll be sweating through the blindfold. No, no, you don't feel pressured to pick mine or hers. Just go with your heart and your gut. Yeah, but the thing is, I. Already feel pressured to pick hers because I know Why? that. Sean. Sometimes an effort that is big in length. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. Basically, a $2 sauce can win the day. Yeah, sure. <laughs> That's what I think. I reckon, I agree it gets the job done. Yeah. I don't think that it will. It would never be better than a sauce that's been cooked for three hours. I Again, it could just be my Although, palate. It could oh. be the way my mum made it. But uh, Tom. it'd be like me being like, oh, I've bought this uh, little jar of curry sauce. It tastes better than the curry that's been cooking in that Indian restaurant for four and a half hours. Time will tell. Tom. Yes. We are commenting on this as someone who hasn't eaten both Sean's partner's lasagna, uh, spaghetti and Sean's Dolmio spaghetti. I've had Sean's Dolmio spaghetti. It's good. Hey. However. How many I- stars? Like, it was probably like four stars, man. This is bullshit. That's a five. St- no, nah, actually, I, I can recall. <laughs> I can recall the one I made. It was a bit of a rush job. It was, it was delicious. It was, I, I think we ate it before we um, watched 
some movies for our other show, Scaredy Boys. I believe that's true, yes, yeah. uh, which is a very good podcast starring Sean, myself, and friend of the show, Damo, watching horror movies because yeah. we are all big scared boys, but it's unrelated to this show. Tom, that usually would be unrelated and, in fact, still is. So if people want to hear that, they need to head to- Hey, hey. Sorry. Let me finish. Sorry. Shut up. Sorry. If people want to hear Scaredy Boys, which I highly recommend despite it's starring a buffoon. Hey, you, hey that's rude of you to hey. talk about Sean like that. A buffoon? Not three buffoons. Yeah, but which one? Tom. Oh. Hey. Uh, hey, hey. Defend my <laughs> honour. I defend his honour. Yeah. Head to sanspantsplus.com. You'll find that there's three tiers there. There is the champ tier, which is $5 a month. The hero tier, which is $10 a month. And the king tier, which is $25 a month. For $10 a month, you get access to Scaredy Boys, yeah. which is your show. But also another show. Yes. Uh, a show that us three do together. A show that I'm surprised you didn't bring up originally, but that's fine. You're just jealous because you don't get to go on Scaredy Boys because yeah, well, you're not a fucking coward. I'm not scared. <laughs> I don't fear horror movies. We I do. Scarier the better. Yeah, I'm like, hey, is it fucked? Sign me up. And we're like, hey, is it fucked? No. We check the parental guide on IMDb before we watch a movie. We do. That's... Sean once didn't watch a movie after checking the parental guide. That's actually true. Yeah, you. We, I was there. Yeah. yeah. I read one. I read the first thing and I was like, nah. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> I'll never watch it. But while we're talking about Sandspins Plus and our other show and a movie that may be very good that you refuse to see. So we have a show called Eye Cramps, which is also available for $10 a month, like Scaredy Boys which is a movie review podcast by us three. Yeah. Our other great love after football. We think how good's footy as good as movies. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so we're going <laughs> to... TV's okay, but the silver screen, that's where it is. Oh, yeah. yeah. The silver screen. Yeah. Hey, I love the silver screen. Hey, you know who else loves the silver screen? Probably Warwick Kappa. Yeah, okay. I reckon he <laughs> Do you think he's got a letterbox to count? Kappa, yeah. fuck, do you know who definitely has a letterbox account? Who? Robbo. Oh. That Ooh. man would love movies. Does he have time, though, when he's playing Fortnite? Oh, maybe not. Did I ever tell you the really fucked up thing where Josh Hunt used to review movies at Geelong Games at halftime <laughs> and would give things- <laughs> When he was 10, playing? Yes, 10 light towers out of 10 as his review system. <sighs> never saw him give less than an eight <laughs> or more than an eight. They did it for three weeks and then never did it again. <laughs> That's wild. Anyway, so obviously we needed to release a podcast this week because we couldn't let you, the adoring fans, down at least before we announced that we're taking a break. So here is episode one of iCramps. Uh, if you're already a Sandspins Plus member, you've heard this before. It came out a couple of weeks ago. But hey, if you don't want to pay money, here's a free one on us. It is our top 10 films of the decade, 2010 to 2019. And it's big. Juicy. It's very juicy. A lot of controversial opinions in there. So uh, stick around to listen to that. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is now eye cramps. I'm Joe. I'm Sean. And I'm Tom. And we are going to ease you into this transition by not looking at a film, but by looking at 10 films each that came out in the last 10 years, because it's the top 10 mm. films of the last 10 years edition, episode edition. Best films of the decade. Fucking hell. So, uh, Joel, your list. My, we want to start with my list. Yeah. Uh, do we? Well, you want to ease people in with well, films that aren't fucked? Because <laughs> I, I think there's... Uh, see, I don't know if there's going to be... I have a feeling there might, they, there might be correlation between Joel and some of us. I, think I know our, you and I will have heaps. Uh, so I think that your our films will be on a spectrum, and I think that me and Sean will be on opposite ends of that spectrum, and Tom, you will be in the middle. You know what? That sounds pretty accurate. Because yeah, that actually sounds very accurate. Because uh, Sean, uh, for any of our listeners that aren't aware, you love heart, where all of my films are either heartless or sad. Whereas all my films are I heart, felt something. But sometimes it wasn't heart. Sometimes I felt something and that something was sad. I'm a mm. bit of a blockbuster whore as well. <laughs> yep, yep. So there's a bit of that sprinkled in. Bit of, bit of popcorn champion oh, Sean yeah. Carney. Yep. All right, so whose list are we going to start with? I'm happy to start with mine, but it is going to be the most fucked. Oh, you know not, what? But not that fucked. Uh, I think we make us sad, and yeah. then Tom, will br- Tom and I will bring us back up. Yeah, right. sounds good. We'll work also, our way down the spectrum. There's yeah. also a big chance that I'm like, this film you like, haven't seen it. I'm like, this film you like, haven't seen it. So let's I'll be good. All right. So uh, this is in no order. Also, at the end of your list, we're then going to rate your list out of five. Okay. Ten? Can, no, five? no, out of five. Yeah. Uh, and also, uh, even though these are a plus show, they're unofficially sponsored by a website <laughs> slash app, and that is Letterboxd. And we'll get back to that later yep. in the episode. Yep. But if you want to download that app, it's good. We're all on there. Do it, do it while you're listening to us. Do it, yep. Uh, I highly recommend it. It'll it, change your life. Yeah. It's consumed my life. It's basically just you can rate and review films. And that's it. That's Basically, it. Basically, you that's can follow people. App. That's the whole app. And oh boy. So. What you should do is download the app, follow us, never listen to an episode of this again. <laughs> <laughs> it is addictive though. Yeah. It's, it's I've like been Pokemon, watching Tom. I've been watching a lot. I want to collect all of them. Oh, every film. Watch every film. <sighs> now I want to watch every Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm pretty sure I've got Pokemon, the third movie on my uh, letterbox. Hey, I watched it. I've got Detective Pikachu. No, I don't. Oh, I'm going to get Detective. Oh, that's a weird. Oh, let's see how we go. I'll have to think. What? <laughs> That was just like stream of consciousness. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. You were going to say that Detective Pikachu might make your top 10 of this year. No. I think he was going to say that he needs to rewatch it so that he can do a review. Yes. Yeah, uh, okay, he did cool. not say that at all. No, but I but thought I knew it. that's what you meant. Yeah, well, see, that's why we're closer on the spectrum. There we go. All right. My top 10 films of the decade. Oh, okay. In no order. Right. So this one is an obvious one to anyone who knows <clears throat> me. Drive? Yes. <laughs> Uh, it is my favorite film of all time. 
Came out this year, uh, this decade. So <laughs> <laughs> my favorite film of all time. Came out in 2019. <laughs> that sounds like something I would say. <laughs> uh, I saw this film in a cinema, uh, a late night screening. I didn't know much about it except that it was apparently good. Yep. Uh, late night screening. It was like an 11.30 p.m. screening. Uh, it was in a relatively small cinema with me, my girlfriend, and then maybe like two or three other people. And we sat in the middle of the back row in this tiny cinema and it blew my fucking mind. Like I hadn't seen a movie. Like I hadn't been in a cinema and had an experience like that maybe ever, Ooh. which is a huge call. That is massive. It like, it made me appreciate soundtracks and films more. Maybe fall in love with Ryan Gosling. Was this the beginning of the Gosling? Yeah, oh. this is the beginning of the Gosling. This is an awakening for you, mm. man. It, this Jeez. is an important film. You, you're a, a vinyl man, aren't you? Yeah, I'm a Did vinyl man. Did you buy that soundtrack on vinyl? Uh, so I own a version of the soundtrack on vinyl. So basically there is a record label called Italians Do It Better and all of the like the songy songs from the soundtrack. So like uh, not not so much the instrumental score, yeah, but yeah, like yeah. the actual songs that are featured in the soundtrack uh, are by bands on that label. So right. they put out like kind of like an unofficial version of the soundtrack. Or it's like songs. Can you buy the score? You can buy the score and you can buy like a double vinyl version of the soundtrack that's soundtrack on one disc score on the other. But this has all the songs on it, like the songs on it and has like a real cool artwork and is a clear vinyl that has like a blood stain on it. Oh, did you buy the jacket? No, but did you buy a hammer? (laughs) I have bought a, I have bought a hammer. Fuck yeah. Did you buy driving gloves? No, uh, but look, both the jacket and the driving gloves, I was probably pretty close. I reckon if I had been like two years younger when I saw this. It's been a couple of years since I watched it. Does he have a toothpick in his mouth as yep. well? Yep. Did you start having a toothpick in your mouth? No, but it made me watch the film Cobra, which is where they got that from. And Cobra is meant to be a bad film, but I fucking loved it because I was <laughs> just seeing Drive within it. Man. Do you, um, know what, do you know what I will say about Drive? It has one of my favorite ever deaths. In a movie. The elevator scene? Because that is burnt into my brain. No, it's the death of Brian Cranston. Oh. Just the, no, no, just the way it's handled, where the whole movie posits you to think that Ron Perlman is the, is the, is the, the villain. Yeah. And Albert Brooks is kind of his lackey, or the, the sort of pushover. But just the way he just calmly and easily just dispatches a Brian Cranston and then just the, shh, it's okay, it's fine, it's, it's, done. A, it's, it's done. It's done now. It's, it's done, done now. now. Like, I'm like- Fuck, he's a good villain. Fuck, that's a good scene. Good choice. Um, yeah, <clears throat> it's fucking hell. It's just so good. Uh, and every time I rewatch it, especially if I haven't seen it for like a year, um, I'm like, oh, maybe it's not that good because it was like one of those films that was like a critical darling, but then everyone was like, actually, it's bad. Uh, they're wrong. It's so good. It's such a good film. So uh, even though I'm not ranking it, that would be number one because that is my favorite film. Fair enough. All right, so that's relatively reasonable choice. Here's another one. Magic Mike. I haven't seen Fuck. Dusha. Tom. Good call. Yeah, Magic Mike fucking rules. It it does. It um it has a lot <clears throat> of stuff that I quite like in a film. Uh, a lot of weird lighting, and it's also mostly, despite the way it's advertised and stuff like that, it's mostly just like a slice of life film about Mike. It's relatively depressing. Um, it's just like he, so if anyone's unaware, the plot of Magic Mike is Channing Tatum, Mike, is a stripper, um, but he dreams of opening his own business as like a furniture maker. Um, and then he's just like, so he's stripping to save money to buy stuff to start this business. 
but also the strip, like the boss of the company he works for, Matthew McConaughey, is also expanding and wanting new talent so they can move to a bigger place, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Miami. That's right. That's right. Move to Miami. So, like, Mike is trying to juggle all of his commitments. He meets a girl as well. And, and her brother takes, who joins yeah, the- Her brother who he takes under his wing. And it's just like his life just kind of slowly spirals out of control. And then, But it has a pleasant ending. An ending that is like like a- like an understated moment ending. Like it's like okay. a positive ending, but it's not like a big. Sean, you'd fucking ending. love it. Would I? The ending's got a lot of heart. No, I'm going to watch it. Um, Thinking of the director of that just made me think of a movie that I should have included in my list. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I put this list together yeah. about half an hour ago. Logan Lucky. Oh. Oh, yeah. So Magic Mike's directed by Steven Soderbergh, and that yeah. made no sense until I watched it. And I was like, oh, no, this makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Um, It's also. The early part of the reconnaissance. Yes. Yeah. He has. I do love that that monologue he gives to the mirror when he's yeah. talking himself up. Fuck, that's good. That's some good acting. Um, it has a really, really, really realistic. Because okay, if you watch movies from like the nineties or two thousands, especially like the PG thirteen rated films, which this isn't, but you find that anytime a character takes drugs or is drinking, it's just really annoying acting. Magic Mike has a scene where they take pills, and it's very realistic. And I was like. This hasn't taken me out of the movie. That's a nice change. <laughs> what do you think of the sequel? I love the sequel as well. Yeah. Have you seen Very it? different films though. So the sequel is what the advertising of the first film made it to be. Also a story I like quite a lot about the sequel. So that was during Soderbergh's retirement. Uh, <clears throat> he was a cinematographer though, I'm pretty sure. And the director hadn't done anything and hasn't done anything since. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember when he retired and then like, Immediately came back. <laughs> yeah, he never retired. No, like, he just he, did TV. He made Side Effects, yep. which was meant to be his farewell film, even though that plays like an episode of Law and Order. <laughs> then he made- um, uh, Liberace, the movie about uh, Yeah, Liberace. Behind, the, uh, behind the Candelabra, which was a made-for-TV film, so he didn't- Then he directed The Nick, which is that T- Fuck, he- Soderbergh, you never fucking retired? And I had a week off. And he, Fuck. He's filmed before- Side effects was Magic Mike. Magic Mike 2 came out in that break just before the Nick. And well, then he, did, he did Logan Lucky after Magic Mike. Yeah. He? No, but Logan Lucky was when he'd come back. He'd come back. Uh, and then he's done that other movie with um, Claire Foy in it that's filmed on an iPhone. Yeah. Uh, oh. uns- Unsane. Unsane, yeah. yeah. Good on him. Yeah. Soderbergh's a good director. All right. Uh, so we've also got <laughs> this one. This one is. Not a fucked choice. Whiplash. No, I get that. Whiplash is yeah. an incredibly tense film from the start. Do you have Whiplash? It's not on my 10, but it's a very, very good film. Mine's, mine's, it was close to getting in there, but it didn't make my 10. Uh, I just didn't feel enough when I watched it. I, I It's one of those movies that I, I've watched it once. Yeah. I, I sat there and I was like, fuck, this is a very well-crafted movie, and yet it's, for some reason it's not doing it for me. It's still a great film. I actively remember sweating whilst watching that movie. Mm. I saw it at- It's like, the- Not my tempo. That scene. That Actually, scene is so good. I think I part of me didn't like it because I don't like Miles Teller and I don't like the way that he treated his girlfriend in it. And I was like, you can get fucked, mate, <laughs> with your shit music career. Well, that's the thing. He sacrificed everything yeah. to- Yeah. Well, good on him. Great, great storytelling, great, great acting, great film. Just didn't like how he treated her. And, oh, made me angry. <laughs> yeah. Again, that was another film that I, similar to Drive, where I kind of saw it early enough that I'd heard positive things, but it wasn't at the point where everyone was like, 
you got to fucking see Whiplash. Where if I think if I saw it after that, it probably wouldn't have impacted me quite as much just because I wasn't entirely sure what I was going to get when I saw it. Yeah. So, like, the, I know this is the kind of like a cop-out answer for, like, top ten films of the decade, but, like, hype and expectation comes into it with my list a little bit. Yeah, yeah so, absolutely. And, like, how I felt the first time I watched it and stuff like that. There's The uh, impact it had on you yeah, in that first There's watching. a film on this list that I'm going to save to last, which is a very popular film, but it won't be a popular choice for top ten of the decade. So just okay. on Whiplash, he made, I think, three films this decade? Yeah, so he's made- Is that his best one? He's made Whiplash, La La Land, <laughs> First Man. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, I haven't seen First Man, which is insane. That's Hang weird on. that you haven't seen. You that. haven't seen First Man. The mo- you know how uh, the movie did- where Ryan Gosling goes to the moon, and apparently it's bleak. Yes, and he's a very cold man, and apparently, yeah, yeah. I just not a great dad. They made a movie. <laughs> how did you not see this? movie? They made a movie for me, and I was like, "Thank you so much." I won't see it. <laughs> um, yeah, what happened? I think if he just, never makes another movie because that movie didn't sell well, you know whose fault that is. He's like, I just needed one ticket. He, one more on ticket. On the premiere, there was just a chair that said Joel Dusha. I, <laughs> in the credits, I haven't noticed yet, but it's like, for Joel. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> he's, it just He spent the whole premiere looking at me like, he's, he's, he's going to be here. And eventually Gosling <laughs> just came with his hand and showed and was like, mate, I, I don't think he's coming. <laughs> <clears throat> um, yeah, no, I, I think it was just like in a period of time where I was working a lot at the cinema and- so you've seen bits of it without seeing the whole movie? No, I, well, I've only seen like tiny bits. Basically what happens with- Spoiler film, alert, he, he gets to the moon and back. Oh my God. Can yeah. I just point out that film? Yeah. Sound design and cinematography, beautiful. Watch it on your sexy new TV. I will, Well, yeah, I'm going to. I um, That's a film that I uh, recently purchased. Well, right. haven't purchased yet, but have looked at and been like, I'm going to buy that when I get paid, which- was today. Ooh. So look out to JB Hi-Fi. I'm coming. <laughs> uh, yeah, Whiplash, great. A lot of people listening to this would have seen it. There's nothing new there. Magic Mike is probably going to be the big one from this list that people should watch if they wouldn't usually think that I it's I might re-watch them. Magic Mike. Yeah. I'm going to watch it. Sean, you're going to fucking love Magic I Mike. I want to re-watch Drive as well. All right. I thought um, we're going to get to the end of all this. We're going to re-watch all the films we've just talked about. So another one, uh, this was from quite early in the decade. Uh, <clears throat> and a film that, again- I'd heard it was going to be good. I heard actually a lot of really positive things about it. Then I saw it and it lived up to all of the hype. And that was the social network. Oh yeah. Yeah. Was that? Yeah. 2010. Was 2010. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. I thought it was like right at the start of 2010. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good year for cinema. Good year. Yeah. Um, it, the score again, fantastic. The acting so good. There's so many like iconic lines that aren't played for laughs or anything like that. It's just like a really like tight, good script. Yep. There's so many moments in that movie that just break your heart. It sucks that it makes you feel bad for Mark Zuckerberg, who mm. apparently is a real big piece of shit in real life. Isn't human. I didn't feel as much for him. That's another one. That's kind of like Whiplash. Brilliant mm. film. Yeah. Really well written. Everything about it's fantastic. And it didn't make my 10 because when I think back to the heart of it, it didn't grab me. What about the closing scene? Oh, it's great. Just it's, the refreshing of Facebook. While it's yeah. playing Request, Baby, You're a Rich Man. It's really good. But, like, probably Mark, knowing more about him now than I did back then doesn't make me feel fond about it, really. I think if I had, if, if watching, if I had watched, if I didn't know more about Zuckerberg, yeah. I think I'd be like, fuck yeah. But I know a lot about Mark Zuckerberg. I'm like, yeah. the man's from space. Yeah. Or deep underground. Yeah. he It's, it's, it's multiple frogs wearing a skin suit. Yeah. He's just binary, he's just code. Yeah. That's Facebook. It's a collection of faces that he keeps in his basement. Yeah. And I wonder if 
so we can practice expressions. I think that like because <laughs> Jesse Eisenberg, who does a great performance in this, and fucking hell, Justin Timberlake also. So how is Justin Timberlake one of the coolest people, at, especially this time on yeah. Earth, play such a whiny piece of shit and you buy it the whole movie? Yeah, Andrew Garfield's really good. Oh, yep. fuck. Garfield. Oh, Rashida Jones. It's also Rooney Mara's hey, Rooney first, Mara like, first scene. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. God. Oh. It's great. I'm going to have to rewatch it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll get to a few films. Uh, we'll look. Army Hammer plays two people. Yeah, oh. he does. Oh, that, uh, the rowing scene to uh, in the whole, whole of Mountain King. Yeah. That's the name of the song. Yeah. And then they come back and they're like, what do you mean he's took out? Fuck. Oh, great film. So good. Uh, a film that neither of you are going to want to rewatch, even though it's on my top 10 films of the decade. Spring Breakers. Nah, no, thanks. <laughs> Hated it. Fucking hated it. Watched I, it and went, I think I'm going to vomit on my TV. <laughs> it's a film that opens with someone pissing. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. There's literally a montage of them doing, th- and one of the things is that they're all taking a big old piss. The opening of Spring Breakers is a montage of scenes from the real Spring Break to a Skrillex song. That is the opening scene of the film. Hate it. Hate it so much. It is the most Harmony Korine film Harmony Korine's ever made. I love it. I uh fuck. Sort of a cinema. <laughs> I'm not gonna rewatch it. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. I again this is another one. I think I every film on my top ten list except one I saw in a cinema. If I did rewatch it, it would be to try and understand what Franco is saying. What's he called? Alien? Alien. <laughs> nah, good on him. <laughs> no, I don't mean to rag on it. No, no, no. I, hey. I, it's your kind of film. It's that, that sounded very like condescending. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. I'm sure. All style. <laughs> any, any sentence that starts with "I'm sure" is usually kind of No, enjoy. Job. People enjoy what you want to enjoy. That again. I'm sure when you watch it, you have a really good time. I um, I just didn't. Yeah, no, I didn't. And I won't. Yep. Yeah, no. Hey, that's fine. That's a movie just for me. It wasn't for me. I love it so much. Uh, it made me really, really, really like Vanessa Hudgens as well, to the point where I wish she was in more things. Um, just like because. I just feel like that she's like would be a pretty good like dramatic ish actress or like the type of like kind of like an indie actor. Just yeah. like there's like drama comedy kind of roles where it Selena Gomez as well, yeah. Selena Gomez sucks in this movie, but that's okay. She's in it though. Yeah, yeah. she is. Her character is just annoying because she plays a character that So that's harsh. I said she sucks. Selena Gomez doesn't suck. The character she's playing is grating because her character is a character that stops the first third of the movie from turning into the second two thirds of the film because she is like a good Christian girl. That's right. There's a bit where she's like writing a letter to her grandma or something. Yeah. And was like, you'd like it here or wish yeah. you were here. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> oh God. <clears throat> um, so like the other girls are fucked and she's like the one that's still like. Is Ashley Benson? Yeah. Is it and just three girls? No, nah, four. The other one's Harmony Corinne's daughter. No. One. No? Rachel. Uh, Rachel Corinne. Yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> Daughter. Where the fuck did I pull that from? I don't know. Well, I, made, I made Harmony Corinne like 60 years old in my head. <laughs> well, his wife is like 15 years younger than him. He could be 60. <laughs> um, yeah, look, if people haven't seen that and they want to watch it on my on the rec- on my recommendation, do it. You should. <laughs> Just know that it's all style, no substance. How many stars is it? Should have been asking this from the outset. Oh, okay. So the all star- these are five. Wrong. No, that's not. No, Tom. 
Are you fucking kidding me? Tom, yes. you can... How can you have Tom, a film Tom. that is the best film of the decade that's not a five-star like, rating? Like, I've explained this to you off mic before. I love National Treasure. Yes. It's not a five-star film. No, but would you say it's one of the In best reality, films of the decade? It's probably three and a half. Sean, Tom. would you say that's one of the best films of the decade? Hey, but what's this list? Is it best films of the decade or my favourite films of the decade? My favourite films always get five Tom. stars. That's why they're my favourites. Tom, Tom all, of the five, all of the five stars I dished out in the last decade are on this list. Yeah, cool. So there's also some four and a half films on here. Because, Tom. What? <laughs> apparently there hasn't been ten five-star films in the last ten years. Hey, Dusha. Yes, Tom. You're wrong. Tom's had ten in the last ten days. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> so just to clarify, when you get Letterboxd, which you will, you'll see how I review films, and maybe I give out five stars a bit more frequently than these two fuckheads do. Just loves movies. I do. I just love things. Uh, next film. Blade Runner 2049, the perfect sequel. Still need to watch. I watched it recently. Yep. I bought it on Blu-ray when I got a new TV. I thought yep. this, is the, this is the movie for this TV. There's some heart, Sean, <laughs> but it does wait. this. Oh, it's oh no, not that. No. <laughs> does it put it back to No, don't tell me. I'll watch. Oh, oh his face is saying no. <laughs> well. Oh. Okay, I'll give you this. Well. It isn't a type of film where when it ends, you're going to walk away and be like, I'm depressed. It gives you like- Ooh. Okay. All right. <laughs> or you might be, but like there is, there's enough, there's enough in the film that isn't just heartbreak. Okay. All things right. happen. Other things happen. It's not one of those films where it's just bad <laughs> things, things happen. Bad thing, bad thing, bad other thing, things bad. happen. No, he's right. All right. Yep. It's a journey. It is also directed beautifully yeah. and the he's, cinematography is incredible. Well, he's a bloody genius. Yeah. Um, Every actor in that film is also going at 10 out of 10 the whole time. Including Harrison Ford, who often does this. Doot, 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 doot. Yep, I'm in this movie. That was me phoning it in. <laughs> um, um, and Jared Leto, who is sometimes always bad. Yeah. Directed by uh, old mate Dennis. Yes. I would put this to you guys. Yep. Director of the decade. Villanelle? Yep. N- no. Yep. Why not? Why not, mate? Blade Runner, which I haven't seen, but apparently is great. Five-star film. Sicario, superb. Yeah. Arrival, superb. Prisoners, superb. Oh, fuck. Great director. Enemy. <clears throat> Did he do Enemy? <laughs> Haven't seen it. Was it this decade? I do, sure. He's been busy. It's too big. <laughs> it's way... You will hate Enemy. Uh, won't watch it then. Yeah. Um, it's one of those... <laughs> <laughs> Say well, no more. Well acted, incredible, has a very vague ending that you will probably push your TV over for. Oh, don't want that. <laughs> I think that was this decade. Yeah, maybe just. All right, next film. Next film. All right. Come on, power through, mate. The power through, yeah. We've been taking too long. All right. <laughs> so Inside Lewin Davis, it's the best Coen Brothers film. I need to watch it. Oscar Isaac, oh. fucking rules. Uh, so Oscar Isaac and, uh, and Adam Driver in this film. And when this movie came out- And Justin Timberlake. And Justin Timberlake. Ooh, I'm seeing a bit of a common thread there. Uh, all three of those actors appear on my list at least twice. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, well, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Oscar Isaac's Drive. Well, Oscar Isaac's actually Oscar Isaac is my most he appears in the most amount of films on this list. Okay, I now know what you <laughs> I now know what one of your films is. <clears throat> it was almost one of mine. That's the one I um, that we could yeah. have shared, but we didn't. Continue. Yeah. So inside Lewin Davis, it's just the week in the life of a musician, Lewin Davis, at a point where his career has gone bad. And it's just a man trying to make sense of everything that's going on, whilst also being kind of a prick. He's not a good bloke. No. He, there's a plot in the film 
where a subplot in the film where he borrows money from his friend to pay for an abortion for his friend's girlfriend who he got pregnant while cheating while having an affair with her. Yes. He's a bad man. Yes. Not a bad folk singer, though. No. He's okay. Yeah. That's the point. There's, it's just like one of the... It also features the best song. I haven't seen it. Zoned out briefly because I hadn't seen it. I wanted you guys to have a great yeah. chat about yeah. it. But just thinking of the directors, I had to go and I've made a, a an on-the-fly edit to my list. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, no. <Don't> proceed. <laughs> Mid-episode This edit. is going to be huge. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be fucking huge. Uh, so this uh, Inside Lewin Davis also- I know what the edit is. Yeah, uh, Inside Lewin Davis also uh, famous for featuring a song that's meant to be shit. Please, Mr. Kennedy, but it's actually a fucking banger of a song. Please, Mr. Kennedy. It's a song about oh, uh, a man being scared that JFK is going to send him into space against his will. <laughs> and it just features Adam Driver. So they're all playing guitars. Adam Driver's got a big cowboy hat on, hasn't spoken to anyone during the recording session. Does like, like, so they sit down and as they're like mid conversation, just does a really aggressive countdown into the song. And then it spends the whole song just going, outer space. That's so good. Is this a feel-good movie? No, it's no. a feel-bad movie. Oh, okay. Oh! No, actually, no. Yeah, it's definitely a feel-bad film. It's, it's one of those Cohen feel-bads. I don't know. don't know if I'm up for that. Sean, I think you will be. don't it's, know if I'm game. It's I, Cohen. I, I bought it on Blu-ray about six years ago. <laughs> oh, you Like, watch it. It's Get with like the program. A hundred minutes. It'll be right. All right. All right. Power through the next two. Uh, La La Land. Oh! Ho, ho, ho. Good film. So controversial. One song. star. Wait, terrific, so terrific music. La La Land, uh, a controversial choice because of Tom. And while I'm at it, here's my other controversial choice. The Last Jedi. Which That's is controversial. Enough, it yeah. is the second best Star Wars film. Empire? Empire, The Last Jedi, and New Hope. Do you know what? He's not wrong. He never is. I fucking love Last Jedi. <laughs> he is about La La Land. Well, no, nah, it's a good film. It's a Piece great shit. film. It was it's one trash. of the best films of the year it came out. Was it the best film of the year it came out? I can't remember what else came out. Didn't win that Oscar, did it? Well, I mean, you, do you count the Oscars for everything? Well, how, many, how many of your films won Best Picture at the Oscars? I don't know. I'll have a look. Yeah. Uh, who cares, Tom? Oh. I'm saying it's irrelevant. <laughs> None of them. <laughs> Same. <clears throat> Although two of mine should have. Well, La La Land and Social Network both were favorites. But Social Network was in a year where everything was amazing. And Social Network lost to the King's Speech because it was pretty much boomers versus millennials. Yeah. Look- I get Lila Land and I know you love it. I just don't like it. That's fine. You're wrong. And I will rewatch The Last Jedi though because it's a fucking good movie. And the last movie, and Tom, <clears throat> if you haven't seen this, this movie will fuck your world up. Have you seen the Before trilogy? Uh, no, I haven't. As in like Before Sun- Before Sunset, set. Before Sun- Oh, sorry. Before Sunrise, Before Sunset, Before Midnight. I've seen the first one. Okay. That's the- That's good. The next two are great. But before midnight will destroy you. Is that is that your that tenth? is the one? So <clears throat> that's also the only one of the trilogy that came out this decade. Is that the third one? Yes. So they the release date was like it was like it's Ethan night- Hawke and um Julia Julie uh, Julie Del- oh my God. Delphi yeah yeah yep. Julie Delphi yeah. So ninety three ninety nine and two thousand and no fuck that can't be right. It's ninety three two thousand and. 2003, 2013, is that right? Yeah, yeah, that's it. They're 10 years apart. That was a guess. Could be wrong. Well done. Thank you. Haven't seen them. Don't want to feel sad, I guess. No, uh, you'll feel good until before. So, okay, <laughs> the movies, the movies. <clears throat> so you're saying just watch the first two? Oh, if you watch the first two, you'll fucking feel phenomenal. Um, the thing is that uh, the director, 
Linklater, who was yeah, probably the yeah. best director of the last decade, like the last decade, 2000 to 2010. He's probably still got it. Still pretty good. No. Nah. No, I, I would go- Because uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. Or I guess- I, if I'd go Nolan. Nolan even. I'm sticking with Linklater. Fuck Cohen. I'm sticking with Linklater. Anyway, we'll, that's a topic for another day. John uh, Apatow. <laughs> we changed the face of comedy. Um, <clears throat> he did. So, yeah, uh, before sunrise, the ending of all of the films is meant to be kind of like, it depends on what type of person you are. If you're a glass half full or a glass half empty on how they end. Oh, well, so I'll, I'll have happy time. Yeah. The thing is, it's really easy to follow the happy route for the first two endings because they have sequels. So the movie tells you what happens. So like before sunrise ends and like these two people have just spent a lovely day together and you don't know, they agree to meet up in 10 years or whatever, but they, I mean, you don't know if that happens until the next film, which came out a decade later. Is the third one, is that it? Is there any more befores they can do? What are they done? Sunrise, sunset, midnight. Mm-hmm. What about before, after, and again? What about the next one? The, the, the fourth. No, just, I think it'll just be a before trilogy. What is the fourth one just called? Or do before? you think now they he does a new trilogy called the After Trilogy? They go back in time and it's called Before Christ and they're cavemen. <laughs> Good pitch, Tom. That will make my list. Hey, Richard, call me. <laughs> Dick Licklet. Dick. Dick. Whoa. <laughs> hey, Dick Licker, call me. <laughs> um, also, Richard Linklater. Like, call shut me. up, Tom. My friends call me Dick Linky. <laughs> Dick Linky. <laughs> Linky Dick. Um, uh, it's just so good and I watched this film for the first time like three days after a breakup and oh no. it fucking murdered me like you're saying is I should watch it immediately yes Tom <laughs> oh god don't <laughs> uh-huh. especially because I loved the first two so I saw the first two um, the same year that Before Midnight came out and when I was given the DVD, I was told not to watch them in a row, to watch one, wait a day, then watch the next one, because they're made to have some time in between them. Yeah. I was like, cool. And then about six months later, I saw Before Midnight and almost threw up because of how sad it made me. Fuck. But it's only because it was too relatable at points, where if you watch it just as like a happy person, you could easily be like, oh, everything's cool. Like, mm-hmm. it's going to be okay. But um, I also showed it to someone else and they got angry at me for ruining their favorite movie trilogy by making me watch that, making them watch the final film of the trilogy. Okay. It's- Fuck. Bloody hell. That was a bleak journey. Yeah. That's all we have time for. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Who's next? Um, well, no, what do we want to give Douche's list out of five? Oh, look, I mean, you know, I think it's a pretty good list. There were several times in- – when I was like, fuck, I'm going to go home and watch that. True. They, admittedly, they all mostly happened at the beginning of the list. Yeah. Uh, it trailed off into sadness. <laughs> True. Well, the trick is all of my movies are kind of sad. <sighs> Bloody hell. What does that say about the man? It means that I li- I'm happy so much in real life that I need a movie to bring me down. <laughs> sure. Sure. Uh, uh, out of five? Yeah. Uh, that's a four from me. Yeah, four and a half. Fuck, a four and a half from a Tom. That's like a two. I've cooked this. No, no. <laughs> you would have had five, but I'd take points for La La Land. Uh, yeah, because your fucking review strategy is everything's a five until it does something wrong. Yep. That's insane. What did La La Land do wrong? Existed? Too much heart? No. Too much garbage. Chem- too much chemistry between Ryan Gosling too and Emma Too much Stone. just being shit. Too natural the way the songs came into it. So the songs are fun. 
I wanted more songs. Yep. Are oh, you one of those people who wants just a musical to be just 100%? No, it depends on the music. So I hate that shit, Tom. Sean. <laughs> I fucking hate it. I love musicals. You know this. Yeah. Okay. That's all right. Watch it again and you know it's not a musical. I don't want to watch it again. Why not? It's a beautiful drama, mate, about relationships it's- that just happens to have some catchy tunes in yeah, it. Yeah, there's a lot of other better versions of that. Like what? Other musicals that are way better than like that. what? The last five years. Haven't heard of it. I know it, and uh, it has a terrible film adaptation, doesn't it? Don't watch the film adaptation. It's garbage. Yeah, so- oh, sorry, you're talking about a musical. Yes. I'm talking about movies. Did you it, Name a movie. You have an issue with La La Land? Yeah. But just say, this isn't about fucking- Do you better movies, tell me a movie. Do your fucking list. I don't understand your problem with it then. You I can't, don't like you're it. You're comparing it to state, like things that are on stage. Yep. I don't like it. Seriously, I can't believe what I'm hearing. That's like, hey, Tom. Okay, actually, no. The Umbrellas of Shaborg. It's a musical and it's a drama. It's a movie, is it? Yep. When was it made? 1970-something. You got anything that came out in this decade or to compare with La La Land? Two or three decades? Well, I don't give a shit. I don't like La La Land. This argument's crumbled apart. I don't like La La Land. It doesn't make sense to me that you hate it as much as you do because it's got everything that you like. Yeah, you think that. What hurt you, mate? <laughs> Who told you it was bad? <laughs> Me. I didn't enjoy watching it. I got bored so many times. That's insane. I know. It's so many things in this movie you love. Yep. I don't know how you can get bored in La La Land. There's just so much going on. There's not. There's a lot. I hated both of them. And I love Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling. And you hated both of them? Yep. Did it hit too close to home, Tom? No. Maybe it did. Maybe it says a bit more about you than about- Fuck you. I love Crazy Stupid Love. Put them in the movie. I'm. This is- the more, because I just always accepted it was like Tom hates La La Land. But then the more I think about the movies you like, I'm like, why? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it just shits me. Just right. just things better that shit me. All right. Well, what what's your list, Tom? Am we doing my list next? Yep. Yeah. Why All right. Not? Fuck you then. So I'll, I'll call out when things cross over. Yeah. If we have crossover. Yeah. So uh, in no particular order. Yeah. Uh, Try and breeze through it a bit because Dish is, you know. It took fucking yeah, ages. I'm sorry. took a fair while. Uh, Hunt for the Wilder People. So Fantastic. Haven't to, seen it. To launch. What? Yeah. Get ready for a lot of those surprises on your lists, I reckon. I don't think so. I Was that a surprise? Yeah. <laughs> Hunt for the Wilder People would be in my honorable mentions. Yep. So it was probably fighting for like 10th spot. It just, it's just a good movie. Oh, it's it's got full of heart. It's very funny. Yeah. I could. So the other thing too is that this list is also like, because there's a lot of really great films that came out in the decade that I almost put in here, but the way I narrowed it down was rewatchability. And I've watched all of these more than once, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. except for one, but I know that I'm going to rewatch that and I'll explain that when I get to that one. Okay. Uh, but I, the rewatchability factor is is the big one for me. So yep. Hunt for the World of People. Great. Big tick, big fan. Sam Neill's great. Mad Max Fury Road. Yep. I fucking... What? Are you checking it came out this decade? No. I thought I put it in my list and thought I missed it, but no, it's just not there. You're surprised it's not on your list. Yeah, actually. it probably should be. It um, is. I'd put it on if we were judging movies on cinematography. It's a beautifully shot film. Yeah. I fucking love everything. Tom Hardy's awesome. I re- I've rewatched it a lot. It's just good. It's I just, just so like to, good. Just quickly, I'd just like to say that that is a one. I gave that five stars, so it should be in the list. That thing I said before about all my five star films of the decade being in it yeah. was wrong because. You don't like it, do you? I don't not like it. I'd probably give it a three, three and a half. It's, it's a beautiful film. film and like everything, like the stunts, everything's really well made. But for me, I didn't really no, I didn't enjoy it. It's the, the world story. building. I didn't enjoy the story. Oh, the story's great too I though. Don't, I don't even believe there was a script. It feels more like this, a series of storyboards. 
Fuck yeah. But yeah. No, but that's, you know, for people who love that kind of film, fuck yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Um, I'm going to get back to this one because this is this is the one I haven't seen. Is, anyway, so Mad Max Fury Road and then next is Safety Not Guaranteed. Good film. Good film, yeah. I love this movie. So it's- uh, Film got me into mumblecore. Quirky heart. It's quirky heart, and I've watched it a couple of times. It's just, it just ends. It's just such a. It's just nice. Yeah. Actually, got me into mumblecore, and then I got out of it pretty quickly. Uh, I'm still in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I started. I think them uh, at Miff. I also started a festival in Perth in a garden in a hammock Mm. at night. It was cool. Interesting. Um, How the mosquito bites, Tom? They were great, but I didn't care because I my well, I knew going into the film because the film's called Safety Not Guaranteed. Did that add to the the experience then? I think it did, and then when I rewatched it, just in a normal context, we weren't too hot and covered in mosquitoes. Correct. I was like, no, I still really love this. Um, Jake Jake Johnson's great. Oh yeah, Uh, Aubrey Plaza's brilliant. Aubrey Plaza's best role. (sighs) April Ludgate in Parks and Rec is pretty fucking good. Movie role, we'll say. And I no no her best movie role's coming up. And also, you've got her in your top ten twice. Yes, I just realised that too. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think what that movie would be. I can announce it. It's the okay. next film. Yeah. Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Uh, of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah. I oh. love Scott Pilgrim. Uh, yeah, it's it's the most. Besides Edgar Wright's other trilogy, like mm-hmm. his Cornetto trilogy, Scott Scott Pilgrim is the most Edgar Wright Edgar Wright film ever. It makes me so sad he didn't get to do an Ant Man. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like it would have been like this. Yeah. Um, it makes sense he didn't get to do an Ant Man because it would be like that. Because this movie made a no money. No, but it's, it's a real shame. I love the soundtrack. I read the comics after it. I which ending do you like better, the movie or the comics? I like the comics ending better. Yeah, but I enjoy. I, I don't mind the different ending. Yeah. Like I'm okay with. I, so I have a thing about adaptation where you I know sh- some people get really funny and they're like, "Oh, it has to be the same." Like, fuck off! It's an adaptation. It's not a recreation. All right, I'm going to pitch you a film. Yep. All sure. Right. It's going to be an adaptation of a comic. Okay. But I'm going to remove all the comic elements of it. But then it's going to reinvent the comedy, uh, the the uh, comic book genre. But it, it isn't really a comic book movie. I've changed everything. The character's name's still the same. How do you feel? What, what movie is that? Joker. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Fine. We'll get to that. Um, now I love that's I love, on your list, though, isn't it? Joker. Yeah, it's um, it's actually net. No, <laughs> <laughs> I know Scott Pilgrim. I love because. It, I saw it, I think, at the perfect time mm. to see that movie. We're in the I right was like age bracket. For 19, me. 20, just leaving school, a little bit lost. And then this movie comes along and I'm like, oh, yeah, fuck yeah. Everything's going to be okay. It's just, oh, it's cool. I'm going to fucking rewatch it. It's fucking great again. I haven't rewatched really it for a while. Anyway, uh, the concept of it is just insane, oh, too. Yeah. Ridiculous. Uh, just, it's just good. Yeah. Fuck this. It's Chris Evans is in it. Fuck, this is a good oh, cast. He's. Nearly the MVP. Steals the show, mate. Nearly the MVP is Kieran McCulkin. <laughs> <laughs> As Wallace. Yeah. Oh, it's very good. Um, next one, speaking of comic book films and reinventing the genre, uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, I've got that very high up. I didn't number my list, but it would be oh, very yeah. high. It's yeah. I've never seen a better example of reinventing something than Spider-Verse. Like it is a gorgeous film to look at. There are so, the more you watch it again, the rewatchability, the more you watch it, the more you look at frames, the more you read about it, the more I look into it, the more I'm like, fuck it. I have two films that have Jake Johnson in them on this list. How <laughs> fucked is that? Ori Plaza makes it on your list twice. And so does Jake Johnson. This is, yep. this is his better one. Yeah, no, He's this is better so one. He's good. Spider-Man. He's this so is very, good very this. good. Yeah. As uh, Peter B Parker. Oh, it's, it's just, it's brilliant. Yeah. It's, I, I'm so excited for them to make more movies like this. Yeah. I hope that, 
you know, this. It didn't do amazing. Xbox. Mm. Like it did. Okay. It did well enough that it'll get sequels, but yeah. not. Yeah. It yeah. also won awards, so it'll get sequels. Oh, yeah. Critical darling. Um, Big fan. And it looks. Nailed it just the villain looks, too. Nailed everything. Yeah. It's like, it is actually. I think, I think Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse may be a perfect film. That's fair. I gave it four and a half. It's a five. It's me. a five. Yeah. yeah. A I rare mean, five. these are these are all fives. To show a, a rare five for yeah, me. Yeah, rare. For Tom, just pff, pissing in the wind. That's yeah. a five. None of that piss got back on me. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. Um, the next one I think we'll also have on the same list is uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel. Absolutely. Possibly my favorite Wes Anderson film. Uh, mine is still The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. Mine, I used to alternate between that and um, Moonrise Kingdom, but also I've now just landed on Grand Budapest. Everything, again, everything about this film is amazing. And it is also, if you had to be like similar to like- Mine's fantastic, Mr. Fox. Again, brilliant. Brilliant film. Similar uh, Director of the decade? Fuck, maybe. Hey, I don't think I like any of his pre- Steve's is uh, Life Aquatic is fine. I like I like Royal Tenenbaums. I cannot fucking stand Rushmore. I think Royal Tenenbaums is considered his best one, isn't it? By most people, I don't. Well, for agree. a while, that was like the one, and that was the, for me. Along. It's the one that I watched, and I thought, I get it, but nah. Yeah. Maybe it's because I saw Royal Tenenbaums before I saw Rushmore. Because when I went and watched Rushmore, I was like, oh my fucking god, it mm. Rushmore's great. No, I hated it. Oh no, I think it's really good. Bottle Rocket's great. Bottle Rocket's Rushmore. okay. Yeah. Um, but I love I just just you know. See, like I put Rushmore in the same basket as like Garden State. Isle of Dogs. No thanks. Haven't no. seen it. No, not, not as like good. It. It's, I think Grand Budapest. Steve's uh, Life Aquatic's my favorite. Yep. For a lot of different Grand reasons. Grand Budapest is his Grand best. Grand Budapest is his best. My, my reason I've got it on here is the rewatchability factor, but the same as how I feel that Scott Pilgrim is the perfect distillation of Edgar Wright as a filmmaker. I think the Grand Budapest is the yeah. perfect distillation of. Um, I don't even know if that's a word, by the way. Distillation. Distillation. Just go with it, Tom. Yeah. Well, that, that word of, of Tom, Wes when Anderson. Is talking wrong ever stopped you before. Hey, it's. Yeah. How beautiful is the the friendship between oh, um, um, Gustav and, and Zero the Boy? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's just it's just you know the scene where they he break they break out of jail. Yes. And he's asking him, "Oh, where's the money? Where's the where's the perfume?" Yeah. And he's got nothing, and he cracks the shits at Zero, and then he, and then fifteen seconds later, he's like, oh, "I'm a bloody idiot." And he apologizes. Yeah, I'm very it's sorry. It's oh, it's amazing. I love it. I it's oh, I love it so much. I, I also love one of my favorite scenes, and it's a very Wes Anderson sequence. Is when. Uh, they, they come to arrest him and he's like, oh, one more. And then just runs away. <laughs> and then they keep the wide shot of him running through the lobby before they then. Yeah. Um, uh, it's just very good. Um, next one. I'll speed through these last couple. Uh, the Master. Great. Paul Thomas Anderson. Joaquin Phoenix giving a very good performance. A real, Philip Seymour Hoffman. A real masterclass of acting, this film is. It's just a, a powerhouse. Oh, but everyone in it's really good. Amy Adams is fucking brilliant. Philip Seymour Hoffman is amazing. Like, everyone is amazing in it. In my head is the jerking off into the sink scene. Yep. That's kind of real burnt into my head. Makes me sad, oh, that It's movie. just, it should. It's you, one of those ones where I watched it the first time and I was like, oh, this is pretty good. And then I watched it a second time and I was like, this is very good. And then I watched it a third time and I was like, this movie's incredible. Yeah, I haven't yeah, seen I've only seen watched it, it once. I have I need to rewatch it because I haven't seen it since it opened. The, the, the rewatch value is Asta screened it in 70 mil and I watched it and I was oof, like, ooh, yes. Beautiful. Uh, I've realized I've seen a lot of these movies at the movies, but ooh. also haven't seen some at all. <laughs> really makes you think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there's only one on here you haven't seen. So far. Hunt for the little people. Well, you've seen this next one, and Sean, 
This is on your list too, mate. Okay. The nice guys. Oh, can I just say? Not on your list. On the fly during the episode, I had to bump something out to bring something in. You bumped the nice guys. I bumped nice guys. I absolutely love it. It's got so much rewatchability. It's got the best joke about the best running gag about Unix in the history of things ever. Great. Just (laughs) fuck. (laughs) Um, The great great rewatchability. I would watch a TV series. Set. Yeah. I would watch so many sequels. Fucking do Lethal Weapon, but for the nice guys. Give me five of these fucking movies. Shane Black, you made Lethal Weapon. Do it again. It just didn't do well enough. Tom, <sighs> do you know what this movie didn't make any of? Yeah, money. Yeah. Which is weird. It should have made heaps. Gosling is lucky to still have a job as a leading man, but I guess he doesn't really anymore. Oh, no, mm. La La Land probably saved him. If La La Land hadn't have made money, he would be fucked. I think every Would've- now and then he makes something that saves him. Blade Runner 2049. Bombed, oh, bombed yeah, so hard. Did it really? That's yeah. like one of the biggest. That's an on the box office bomb list. Mm. Jesus. It's, yeah, because it costs so much to make. They were idiots. They put like a hundred and fifty million dollar budget into a Blade Runner sequel. <laughs> hey, God. when you hear something about the original Blade Runner, also bombed. Why did I'm thank? I wake up every morning and I look at a picture of Hollywood and I'm like, thank you, because <laughs> no one should have made that movie, but it's so but they good. Did. Uh, nah, nice guys is fucking great. I love the whole edged everything about it. Weird that you've bumped it, Sean, because this movie is like a movie that it, when I think of, I'm like, it's just like short, like the movie just radiates Sean energy. Oh, I love oh. it. To, like, to be honest, fuck, it really should be on my list because it is one of my favorite Kick movies. Kick something else out. Oh, nice I guys panicked. Back in. I, there was something that I thought of and I thought, I love that movie so much and I can't believe I didn't have it on my list. When so, we go through your list, I'll pick the one you should bump we, for yeah, the nice guys. I'll yeah. go through my list and we'll decide which one comes out. I've got, like, I've got two more. It's and then, Russell Crowe's in best. In fact, I fucking know which movie's going to come out, but anyway. It's oh. Russell Crowe's best performance in years. On a future episode of this show, yeah. we'll do a Russell Crowe special because I love, I, I fucking love him. He had a period of uh, three or four years where he just churned out classic performance after performance. American Gangster, one of them? No, no, no. It was earlier. It was when oh, he did okay. The Insider and he did um, Gladiator and did A Beautiful Mind. Oh, it's good. That period of oh, Rusty. I haven't and seen And Cinderella be- Man. Whew. Boys, it's underrated. It's because I- it was the year that he threw a phone. I have. <laughs> if he didn't throw that phone, he would have got another Best Actor nomination. I haven't seen A Beautiful Mind, and I feel like that me watching it in 2019 slash 2020 will have aged the film so badly that yeah. I might hate it. Yeah, you will. I tell you what, I haven't watched it in a long time. The Insider. Mm. I still think it's his best performance ever. And Pacino's brilliant. And it's a Michael Mann film. Have you seen it, Tom? Yeah, I've seen it. So it's very fucking good. Fucking good. Not as good as the Nice Guys, though. Maybe not. Nice guy. Fuck, there's so many funny fucking jokes in that movie. Oh, it's just, just the whole bit where they, they're at the front and they get that guy, the kid, and he's yeah. like, do you want me, if you give me 20 bucks, I'll, do you want to see my dick? It's real big. No, I don't want to see your dick. <laughs> Queers. Like- but, but even like after they question him and he's riding off, and like, hey, kid, and he turns around, he's like, what? <laughs> he's so angry. Oh, it's so good. But even the scene where- The, the fucking, the toilet scene. Oh, I was going to say. Yeah, that's the best scene. It, it solidifies that Ryan Gosling, for all his like brooding stuff, is actually a brilliant physical com- like comedy actor. Another you know movie he's really good physically in? La La Land. No, no, physical comedy. Let's just talk about the nice guys and the heart. Oh, no. It brings fucking- the heart, Tom. Sorry, La La Land yeah. also has two moments of him doing physical comedy that are so fucking funny, but so small. Um, the first time Sebastian walks into his apartment, like the first time you've met him, he walks into his apartment and his sister's in the kitchen and he's not expecting anyone to be home and she scares him and he jumps into like a quick, like, it's such a subtle thing, but he like raises his fist and looks <laughs> terrified and it's so funny. But even just like at the very start of the film where he's driving his car 
and Mia has like blocked him in and is just like honking his horn. And then he just keeps beeping and then overtakes her and just like looks at her and just shakes his head. But like just keeps shaking his head and holding the horn as he keeps driving. It's so funny. Ryan Gosling fucking rules. There's a reason why it's my best. My best. The best actor. And it's also the nice guy. So my last two, the favorite. Um, haven't seen it. Which I'm yeah, stunned have, that you seen. have not seen. But uh, I was thinking to put that on the lobster and I decided I love the favorite <laughs> so much more. Oh, the lobster. Um, Lobster's sick. Nah, nah, the, have you seen the, his other film? Killing of a Sacred Deer, yeah. Ooh. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, the favorite, I love. If you haven't seen the favorite, go and do it. It is so darkly funny. Like, I cannot, it is one of the funniest movies I've seen in ages. It is also one of the bleakest fucking movies I've seen in ages. Yeah. And rewatching it, there is so much, there's just so much great, Wordplay and the performances are fucking fantastic. Nick Holt wears a fucking cooked wig. Stone, Weiss, and I've completely gone blank on her name, but she's fucking brilliant. Oh, my God. Coleman. Coleman. They're all just, they're incredible. Just watch The Favourite. Um, yeah, The Favourite, I think I realised slightly too late that it wasn't just a period piece. It's not just a period no, piece. I, I know. <laughs> I know now, but I like. I think that's why, because like when the hype was behind it, I was like, yeah, okay, cool, yeah, another period piece. But <laughs> then <laughs> I was wrong. But also, I've seen some uh, period pieces that I adore. I think it's called a Royal it's Affair. Just, it's just like a, scene, a Danish one. It's real good. It's just a scene where a, just a naked fat man is having food thrown at him in a in like like just a rich party. That's good. Um, Can't and wait then to watch it. The last film on this list, I'll which I haven't rewatched, but I will rewatch, Dusha, is Midsummer. Because I think it's my favorite film of this year. So the favorites and Midsummer both came out this year. Uh, Midsummer came out. A favorite technically came out last year uh, because it came out here in Midsummer. Almost made my top ten of this decade as well. Midsummer made mine. I need to rewatch it. I I will rewatch it um, when it comes out, and I will. I think I want to see the director's cut. I will walk away with the same feeling I had, which was weirdly happy. Mm. Tricks you. Tricks me. Although, Next. also, I think it made me a worse person. <laughs> hey, Sean. Yes. What's your top 10, champ? Uh, it's Although, what are, you, what are you giving my top 10? Uh, I give your top 10. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I give it a five, Tom. Yes. I like it a lot. Fuck yes. There's a lot of things in there that were very much on my uh, my long list that well, I created. There was nothing like my list where there was something you were venos- venomously against. Um, Midsummer, yeah. but only because well, you don't like horror. Yeah, no. Yeah. No, I'm going to give it four and a half. You can get a four and a half for that. That's a um, that's a that's a five from you. No, no, a four and a half is a four and a half from me. A five mm. is a five. Mm. Um, okay, I have a list of ten, and one of them needs to come off to make room for, for the, the nice guys. guys. And you and had I, you had two I, similar to mine, didn't you? Budapest and Spider Verse. Yes, yep. I know which one you guys will probably go for. All right, okay. Let's so I'll him. just start with that one. So what were, you've got some to- uh, movies that overlap with Tom. So I let's do. just say those first because. Yeah. We just spoke about them. Grand Budapest Hotel. Yep. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Okay. Both yep. extremely high on the list. And we're looking to make room for your third yes. crossover with Tom, The Nice, the nice Guys. guys. Uh, Gosling I'm- got a lot between all three of our lists, just saying. He's on mine three times. I have three films from 2010. Jesus. Ooh. How do I have Jake Johnson on mine twice? I don't know. And Aubrey Plaza. Yeah. Um, anyway. One of which I just- Well, actually, two of them I've added in the last hour. Okay. <laughs> Originally, I've been I, recording for fifty minutes. <laughs> originally, I had Wind River on this list. Oh, um, I really love the film, and I, I actually still think about it quite a bit. However, there are things in it that I'm certain I never want to watch it again. Yeah, but Sean, um, is it is is the reason that you love it? Is it there's a FBI agent standing right outside the door? Well, that's great. But there's also a scene earlier where an FBI agent, um. 
into the room and there's a reaction from an actor. I don't want to spoil things for people who haven't seen it. It's just it's got so good. Sneaky heart. Yeah, that's, Sean. That's you get the same chance she did. And I don't. Yeah, <clears> Tom. <throat> it's it's a great film. Oh, oh this lit ten's not enough. <laughs> it's really not. Fucking it's really hell. not. Um, all right, I just put True Grit onto the list. Yeah, no, good call because I think it's my favorite Cohen's movie. Mm-hmm. I fucking love it. I fucking love it. Yeah, everything about it. Matt Damon. Matt Damon's brilliant. Josh Brolin's great. He's a tiny little role. Jeff Bridges. Hayley Steinfeld. Oh, was this the first thing I saw her in? It might even be her first like yeah, major film that she was in. She's was sensational. Twenty ten. No, was this Brolin's breakout role? Nah, no, he'd just know. done No Country. No Country. Oh yeah, would that's have been fuck. I'm oh, excuse me. Brolin's breakout role was The Goonies. Yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> uh, 2007 for No Country. Uh, that was a year. 2007's a fucked year for movies. Yeah. Triggerit has one of my favourite moments in cinema where um, the villain wants Jeff Bridges to stand down and then the music spikes and he grabs two guns and says, fill your hand, you son of a bitch. And there's lights <laughs> That's so fucking good. But but delivered not like that. Fill your hand, oh, son, son of a bitch. <laughs> like you have to have subtitles on for this movie. <laughs> but it's brilliant. Uh, I really love it. Um, from the same year, I've, I've got Inception. Because yep. I've watched it heaps. I love it. Um, I love the performances in it. I love the just the cool Tom Hardy's breakout role. I think. Yeah, no, I would. I would pay that yeah. probably. He'd done Bronson at that point, but Bronson wasn't mainstream. But no, that's enough. what I mean. This but like, like Bronson's yeah. very good. Though. Bronson's very good. You see Tom just, Hardy's dick, and he. You that's ju- all you want, really. Mm. Mm. Also, Johnson is uh, Johnson. Sorry, <laughs> no, no, no. your dick on my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Bronson, Bronson's Johnson. Bronson's Johnson. That's what they should have called it. Would have more bombs on seats. Um, but Bronson being like, just <laughs> the story of him being like arrested for something that gave him two years in prison, but then him realizing that he thrives in prison. So then the movie's just him fighting people. It's so good. So then he stays in prison. Yeah, Raffin, another one of my favorite directors. Ah. Who did Drive. Yeah, he yeah. did Drive. He so did. I watched Drive and loved it, and then Only God Forgives was coming out, and I was very excited. But yeah, you, like you fell into the same trap that everyone, everyone fell into, which was like, it'll be the same as Drive, but it's just not. No. You just made a different movie because that's what you do. It's disappointing. Uh, and then Neon Demon is like a combination of Drive and Only God Forgives, where the story is more there. But yeah, Drive is his best film. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a very big soft spot for Only God Forgives and Neon Demon, but- I totally understand that they are far mm-hmm. less accessible. If you like to drive, you're better off going back and watching Bronson. I will do that then. Yeah. So, so didn't Inception. he also make the one with um, uh, Mads Mikkelsen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell of Rising. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hell of Rising. Is that yeah. any good? That is closer in style to like Only God Forgives and stuff like that. It's a lot of just He's like, basically Odin, but yeah, they never name I him. I do want to watch it. It's very brooding and very slow. I'll give it a crack when I'm in the mood for that. Yeah. Um, Inception, I, I love pretty much everything about it. Uh, even like it's one of Hans Zimmer's best soundtracks too. Um, that song at the end when they're at the airport, mm. fucking beautiful. It's good. Love it. It's good. Just the visual design of it too. Hey, Sean. Yeah. Is he dreaming? Oh, mate. <laughs> um, I think no. But, I mean, it's one of those films where it's like you just put your own spin yeah. on it really. Oh, hey. Oh, didn't mean to do that. Oh, yeah. Um, from the same year. Now, this is the one that I think you guys are going to knock out. Yeah. So, hang on, just quickly, with the ending of Inception, is he dreamy or not? Do you know what the real answer is? Doesn't matter. He's happy. Oh, and now I am. That's beautiful. That's that's the intended. Nolan takeaway. gets criticised sometimes for not having enough heart in his movies. 
Um, Inception has just the right amount for me. And then Interstellar just kills you. And, and then Dunkirk does, is yeah. full of heart. Fuck, Dunkirk's a good oh, movie. Dunkirk didn't work for me. It's, oh, I love Dunkirk. Like, it's a great film, but uh, heart-wise, no, I didn't really The first 20 minutes of the film, I was like, this is meant to be really good. And I this is like, I started in like the first week or whatever. Yeah. I was like, this is meant to be really good, but it's not doing a lot for me. And then I reckon once like about 20, <clears> 25 <throat> minutes in, I was like, all right, my heart's beating faster. By the end of it, I was like, I think I just had a heart attack for 60 minutes. It does that thing where the music- Unless the musical effect. In sca- like, it seems to be do. increasing in pitch and speed, but it's actually just looping. It's very clever. Anyway, continue, Sean. I, that's one of my- That's a really interesting musical thing in cinema, though. Yeah. I love that. I, I don't know if other people are doing it, but Hans Zimmer, you've heard of this, yeah? Yeah. It's just that creates that illusion of it's constantly, the tension's rising, but really the, the tempo- if you look at the line of that music, it's just middle. Mm. It's amazing. Clever. Bloody hell. All right, this is the one you think will dump for nice guys. King's Speech. <clears throat> get, rid yeah, of get rid of it. Put nice guys in. I really love it. He and this says is the difference fuck between, and that's good. This is the difference between you and I, Dusha. This but, movie's just really like corny and heartfelt and sweet. Sean. And I really like Two that. words why this movie shouldn't be on there. He has a voice, Tom. Jeffrey Rush. He has. Well, I mean, that complicates matters. <laughs> Sorry. I got, uh, I, got, I got another two words why it shouldn't be on the list. Yeah. Social network, because King's Speech robbed that of best picture. But I can see why it did, because King's Speech makes you feel Look, good. Sean, I love King's Speech. It's a brilliant film. It's not as good Fuck as The Nice Guys. Fuck bloody shit, whatever. Oh, yeah, we get it. I know. Colin Firth, brilliant. <laughs> Colin Firth's really good in he it, I will say that. And so is Helena Bonham Carter. Oh, she's terrific in everything. How, but what about Jeffrey Rush? How's he? No, he, he is good. He's good in it. It's gone. Uh, and in its place is The Nice Guys. Yeah. Uh, I've got Moneyball. Oh, oh, that is another movie that took me by a fucking surprise. How do I, I not have it? a Brad Pitt movie in my list? I love Brad Pitt. Well, I don't like baseball and I'm not big on statistics. Um, but you love Moneyball. Why do I love this film? I could I could just put it on right now and watch it. It's, I really love it. The ending of that film keeps you in the heart. just fucking killed me. Mm. Just like the, the daughter song. No, the fucking... It's not the ride at the end. The... Brad Pitt, Jonah Hill, like when they fuck up. I, when they No, it's not when they fuck up. I can't remember because I've only seen it once. <clears throat> yeah. I can't remember what the context of it, but when he's saying like he- They lose a series. Yeah, he hit the ball and he fell over and everyone was laughing mm. and he was nervous to stand up because everyone was like laughing. Yeah. But then he realized they were cheering and he'd, like, he'd actually hit, hit the ball. The, he hit yeah. the home run. Mm. I've butchered that story real bad, but the reveal in the movie is like- <sighs> It's so good. <laughs> It's just a beautiful movie. What I love is that the ongoing thing where Brad Pitt will not watch a game. Yeah, just that, that just, montage of him in a car listening to it on the radio, chewing gum. Yep. Or even like he'll sit down in the rooms and he just keeps flicking the radio on and off, on and off. Yeah. It's just really good. I really, I love a good sports story. I'm just now thinking that Eddie, Eddie the Eagle could have nearly got on my list. That is absurd. Fuck you, Jusha. It makes me feel good. And sometimes that's, that's his what metric. you want from a movie. I'm rewatchability. You're fucked. And <laughs> I nearly he- put about time on this. That I would feel pay- fucking great. I love about time. Oh, about so time beautiful. should not make you feel good. <clears throat> Why? It's a feel good movie. About time. Yeah. yeah. Have you, are you watching the same fucking movie, mate? Are you, d- did you not want to cry and call your yes. dad after yeah. the movie? That's because funny. I love my dad. Yeah. Not, well, I guess loving your dad's a nice feeling, but being sad about your dad's not a nice but feeling. But that's not the end of the film. No, but that's that's, like the, that's an event in the film. That's all about how beautiful life is, mate. And that you so know, fuck, it's you don't need Dusha, Google feel good movies. About time will come up. I guarantee it's a feel good bit. Top, top, feel good. Bloody Richard Curtis. Uh, yeah, he feel only, good. He only makes feel good. That's the only thing he knows how to do, Dusha. Yeah, yeah. 
is give us one of the greatest openings in cinema history and four weddings and a funeral. It's funny that uh, when I go good, feel good movies, Love Actually was number one. <laughs> yeah. how, how far down the list is about time? Fourth or fifth? I don't think it'll be there. Uh, it oh, fucking will be, mate. Fucking hell, it's nine. Yeah! Hey, hey, Dusha. Fuck you. Oh, no. Okay, so let's go through this list and see if these movies... Hang on, we've got to finish Sean's no, no, list. Give okay. me sidebar. Go all for right, it. All right. I'll allow it. Because <laughs> I want to feel good. Go. I just want to get to no- oh, just get to nine and tell me when you would be like, feel good. Love Actually. Yep. Yep. Amelie. Yes. Yep. Forrest Gump. Yep. Yep. When Harry Met Sally. Yep. yep. Now, this is the one that I am not sure about. The Pursuit of Happiness. No. Uh, oh. Yeah, he comes out on top at the end of that movie. Yeah, it, it is feel good, but it's well, it's a to, journey. It's a journey. But at the end of that movie, yeah, you feel good. You the do. holiday, which I don't think any of us would have seen. I've seen it, and yeah. it's a feel good movie. Yeah, it is a feel good movie. The Untouchables, did not I see haven't it. Seen it, but I've heard it's feel good. It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, feel mate, good, feel good. About time, and then number feel ten, good. Feel yeah, yeah, good. Number ten, La La Land. Oh, feel bad. Oh, feel bad. Yeah, oh. see, see, see. Also, the ending of that movie but is, is, no, no, is bleak. That like. You feel good while you watch it, and then when there's 20 minutes to go, you cry? <laughs> I don't. Nah, sorry. Yeah. That list is. Yeah. No, see, it's just the see. end of the list. What was 11th? <laughs> uh, it was. Because that's no good. Uh, get right. back to it. I'll find number 11. I closed the tab. I was angry at it. Uh, Moneyball's great. Now, I've put Captain America Winter Soldier. Goodwill Hunting was 11. Oh, good. yeah. I feel good, but also a journey. <laughs> um,. Captain America Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier. This is the only Marvel film on any of our lists. Well, we count Spider-Man technically. Oh, yeah, probably, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, it's not the only superhero movie. Um, I think Winter Soldier's the best of the MCU. I agree. Yeah. Um, I know it's just probably it's, endless rewatchability. I would what, say that it's like not only is it the best of the MCU, it is head and shoulders above every other film in that. In the- for mine, mine's a split between Ragnarok and Winter Soldier, but I will say that's my Taika Waititi. For me, though. I, I really like Ragnarok. It's my Taika Waititi bias coming out. It's fluff. Yeah, I love fluff. Like this, this is actually quite meaty. Like it's you could good. take out the fact that this is a superhero and it's a really brilliant like political thriller, like They're a spy not, thriller. Yeah. <clears throat> Where Ragnarok, if you watch that, has not a superhero movie. It's absolute madness. Yeah. It's still great. What I would say about Winter Soldier 2 is that yeah. it's actually a really great way to use Captain America by taking a man with 1940s values and putting him in post-9-11 America, and it's very good. Yeah, and essentially telling, you know, the the character arc is really Natasha's. Because yeah. he doesn't his, change. Because, yeah, he's not going to change. Well, actually, it's, it's both Natasha's and Nick Fury's because they both realise that they can't do what they think they can yeah. do. S.H.I.E.L.D. isn't the thing they think it's it is. A lot of good reveals. It's the first time that like action scenes in Marvel films looked good. Yeah. It's probably the first time you watched it and went, that was a clever oh, film. A fucking a, fight in the lift. just an entertaining. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. Even the movie, I again, I remember seeing this in the cinema and the opening scene on the boat, straight away I was like, this is totally, this feels so different to all of the other Marvel It's the films. music too. It actually, yeah. not a lot of them have an actual recognized theme. Yep. Whereas Winter Soldier has- this specific oh, music track for that Bucky? comes into it. That, that weird like alarm well, sound. That, but it's even that one that's like... It's that that comes in and it comes in again at the end when um, when Hydra's taking over in the yeah. raid and all you that. You get and Falcon. Captain doing that speech over the PA. Yep. It's fucking good. Uh, Falcon, It's yeah, uh, I rate it very highly. Robert Redford does well. Yeah, yeah. he does really well. Uh, I've put another action film on there. Mission Impossible Fallout. <laughs> it came out last year. I haven't, haven't seen it. It's fucking so like honestly. Film of the decade, Sean? It's on my top ten, Tom. Oh, yeah, I, I actually fair. just had to put it on there because of how like I remember watching it in the cinema and um, my girlfriend fell asleep. 
because I guess she doesn't value good films. She, uh, you wouldn't call her a cinema cine, cinephile. No. <laughs> I fucking had the time of my life. She doesn't respect auteurs. Sean, was it because a man loaded his arms like guns? Tom, that is the highlight of the decade in terms of what Hollywood's done. But just like the action, like just the scope of it. I was yeah. sitting there watching it and there's not many times when I've been watching an action film I guess this decade, when my jaws just dropped and I've been like, how? What the <laughs> fuck? Because also I've, I've done a lot of like behind the scenes, I've listened to all the, re- all yeah. the stuff with the director and everything. So much of it's practical stuff that yeah. they're actually doing and that just adds to it. So that blows my mind. I really love it. I've watched it a few times. I'll watch it again. Mission Impossible Fallout. Brilliant. It actually kind of falls into the same category of Mad Max, mm. like Fury Road. It's just, it's fucked that it got made. Yeah. Tom Cruise fucking almost dies in every scene, yeah. basically. And somehow- like, uh, it breaks his he ankle. Breaks his ankle, keeps and running. It's still in the film. I think yeah. it's the sixth film in the franchise. Yeah. And somehow they're still wringing heart out of it. Yeah. Like they haven't always. Some of the films are a bit choppy, but the Mission third one too. and this one in particular, the heart's fucking insane. I love it. Do you know what I love about this one is yeah. the story where so Sean Harris only agreed to do Rogue Nation on the back <laughs> yeah. of the case that his character would not come back again, would either yeah. die or just disappear for good. Yep. So at the end of Rogue Nation, they didn't kill him, and he was like, one. Like, oh no, just, you're, you're done though. And then apparently Scott McQuarrie went home that night after filming that film, had a dream thinking about how he would make the new one, which involved Tom Cruise breaking Sean Harris out of prison, would be a sequence in it, rang Tom Cruise and was like, I know how do you do the next one. And Tom Cruise was like, I break Sean Harris out of prison. <laughs> <laughs> he was very angry. Oh, he was filthy. He was like, you fucking assholes. Even Alec Baldwin said, I'm only coming back if you fucking kill me. Like, Jesus Christ. Yep. I don't know what it is about this franchise. People want to get out of it. Um, was, how good's Henry Cavill? Really good. Very good. Mm. Worth that mustache. Oh, yeah. Did two things. Made a great movie. <laughs> Fucked another one. Yeah. Uh, okay, i got two left, and they're in a, a similar ballpark just because of who's involved in them. One is Hell or High Water. Mm-hmm. Great. Tom, we saw, actually. Sure. Great time. Great fucking movie. Just a brilliant film. I love it. The right balance of humour and heart. Yeah. That's, Social commentary as well oh, was really spot on. It was also a nice break from what I think is going to be number the 10th the film on your list. The previous film made by, uh, written by Taylor Sheridan. Taylor Sheridan, yeah. which I think is the one that's going to be on your list. You almost had all three films that he has written. Uh, honestly, I rate Wind, Wind River very highly. But, um, but don't want to watch it again. Yeah, Sicario would be, I think, probably my number one of the decade. I... It's I've never so been good. so tense. It, it, My it, jaw it, hit the fucking floor in that scene in the middle of the film. I was like, it's fine. It's going to be a tense dinner scene because, oh, my fucking God. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. It's just it's just two hours of tension. Mm-hmm. The um, the highway where they're stuck oh. in the traffic on the bridge. And they're looking at uh, the, the mirror. The first scene where they find the bodies in the house. She's brilliant at two. She is sensational. That, the scene where- The ending. Where she, yeah, he- she oh he comes to the house and it's just like oh god how good's Benicio del Toro fucking hell you don't always have to say a lot of words to deliver a good like I often think with a villain the the more they say the less intimidating and scary they are depending on the villain yeah some of them <clears throat> some villains are some talkers. of them you know their language is their weapon but yep. with him he doesn't speak fuck. What about when they're going to torture that guy and he just he just walks into the room silently with a, a few like barrels of water and you go oh god they're going to waterboard him they didn't say anything. Mm. It's a brilliant film. <sighs> Josh Bro. Oh, it's good. Yeah. There's a good list, Sean. Sean. Yeah. There's a mixture. Feel bad, feel very good, and just popcorn entertainment as well. 
If you're putting nice guys back in, you get five stars. Thanks. No, I think I will. I think I'll take King's Speech out. Yeah, good. That's five um, stars. You know what? Because King's Speech would have given you three. King's Speech is one of those like just they've sprinkled, they've pumped a lot of sugar into it. Mm. You take the sugar out, oh. it's a an okay film. I like King's Speech. I think it's a very good film. But yes. it's, I think that was made yeah. with one goal in mind and that goal was achieved. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's absolutely an Oscar bait film. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm the same. Uh, Kepkin speech in there. You're looking at a three and a half, maybe a four. Yeah. It's a five, Sean. Thank you. Thanks, boys. Yeah. Yeah. I win. You do win. Got any quick honorable mentions before we wrap this up? Uh, well, Sicario was one of mine. And a lot of my honorable mentions were ones you listed. Last so. Jedi was another one. Uh, John Wick for me. Oh, Which fuck. One? I think two. One and three? I think I like two the best, but one would be the one. That because it's the one. It's, yeah. If I, because one would also be the one I could just rewatch a bunch because two is two linked to three. So then it, it's just like one of those situations where the sequels are joined together and it makes it hard to rewatch stuff because then you're like, oh, I need to watch yep. the other one as well. I really love A Quiet Place. Yep. Didn't like that that much. I liked it, but didn't love it. Mm. I had, um, fuck, I had. I probably put something. I had oh. uh, wait the way way back, but I took it out. Yeah, it's no good. Um, I it's would, a good film. That's fine. Honorable mention absolutely would be Arrival. Yep. Yeah. Um, and even Interstellar for me. Fuck. I think we kind of hate a mad dog. Mm. He's he's absolutely nuts. I think an honorable mention for me would be uh, Call Me by Your Name uh, and Hail Caesar. Uh, and <laughs> I need to rewatch Hail Caesar. Midsummer would be another one of mine. And yep. finally, a movie that. Didn't come up, and for no, there was no chance it was going to climax, which is a Gaspar Noe film. Came out two thousand and eighteen. Nah, I'll be all right. Thanks. It's a I'm ninety good. minute. I'm fucking good, mate. You know, Midsummer feels like a bad trip. Yeah. See the guy that did Irreversible. Yes. Nah, I'll be all right. Oh Thanks. fucking hell, Thanks, mate. Irreversible is a film that I've seen once and will never, ever, ever see. No, again. you don't need to. It did its job. Yeah. It's irreversible. Yeah. The Fuck. I hate time ruins everything. I'm trying to feel good. Mm. About time. Climax will not do that. Yeah, no, thanks. All right. Well, that's the end of this episode. First episode of Thumb Cramps. And watch no, the no, 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 no. <laughs> eye cramps. Yes. Eye cramps. Eye Wrong cramps. part of the body that's cramping. First ever episode of Eye Cramps. Yes. You First cramp. Ever, we yeah. all cramp for eye cramps. And uh, what should everyone do before they finish? Any, before we wrap up this episode entirely, download Letterboxd. Yes. Follow us all. Yes. All of us have our full names as our. Yep. Yep. So if you yep. just search members, Joel Dusha, Tom Reed, Sean. Are you Carney? I don't know. I can't remember. I'll, f- I'll figure it out. Um, just search. Yeah, I'm just Tom. Find me through these two. Yep. Basically. Just find Dusha and then find the rest of there us. There you go. Yeah. Um, and yeah, follow us. You'll be able to keep up. Yeah, Sean, your your name, full name's there. So Sean Carney, Tom Reed, Joel Dusha. We're all there. Yep. There's other Sandspence people also involved. Get on Letterboxd. Watch as it consumes your life. And we'll be back next time. And on that note, I've been Joel. I've been Sean. And I've been Tom. So, eye cramps. It's called eye cramps, not thumb cramps. I fucked up before. Eye cramps. Enjoy. Hey, see you at the pictures. Thanks for listening to uh, iCrams. Hope you loved that and you've now signed up for Sandspence Plus. And if you already were a Sandspence Plus member, thank you for sticking around and listening to it again. Powerful. I respect that. <laughs> How good's going to be back next week like normal? The draft's happening, so we'll have more stuff to talk about then. But hey, sometimes it's good just to fuck around. <laughs>
<laughs> because we did eye cramps, uh, there were no em- well, there are there were no emails because you know it's a different show. So, but if you want to send us an email either about that show or about why how good's footy wasn't this week. Or just want to keep giving us tips for lasagna. Yeah, tell uh, us your top ten. Yeah, give us your top ten movies. Give us your top ten movies of the last decade. And whether or not you reckon Darth Vader would beat uh, Tyler Walker in a fight, because we know the answer to that. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> Tyler Walker would win. No, hang on. Mullet Taylor Walker would win. Anyway, send us an email at howgoodsfooty at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at howgoodsfooty or individually. I'm at Ocatreed. I'm at Psychic of Dowie. And I am at Douche13. See you at the footy and on the big screen. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.